This episode is sponsored by our friends at Fujifilm North America. Their X-Series digital cameras and lenses may just give you that creative edge you're looking for in your portraits and events. You'll find everything from 40 megapixel image quality to 40 frames per second bursts, plus unique in-camera film simulation modes and effortless usability. Click the link in the episode description to find the full range. There has never been a better time to invest in your passion, so make sure to click the link. Hey there, it's Nikki Klosser, and I want to let you know about an awesome free giveaway for people on our email list. If you haven't already, click the link in our podcast description or go to theportraitsystem.com slash sign up to get on the list. If you sign up, you'll get a free posing 101 PDF to jumpstart things. It's an epic PDF, so you'll definitely want to get this. Also, just by being in our email community, you'll get deals, sales, and information about any of our upcoming events and activities. So head over to theportraitsystem.com slash sign up and sign up today. This is the Portrait System Podcast, a show that helps portrait photographers and people hoping to become one navigate the world of photography, business, money, and so much more. We totally keep it real. We share stories about the incredible ups and the very difficult downs when running a photography business. I'm your host, Nikki Klosser, and the point of this podcast is for you to learn actionable steps that you can take to grow your own business and also to feel inspired and empowered by the stories you hear. Hey guys, we have another Clubhouse chat for you today, and this time it's with Ashley Taylor and Kevin Conde. Ashley tells her whole story about how she went from being a pretty burned-out full-time wedding photographer to doing only portraits successfully full-time in episode six, so make sure you listen to that if you haven't heard Ashley's story yet. So during this chat, she and Kevin talk about where she's at now and just how things are going with her business. These two are so fun to listen to, and we love having them as hosts. Get ready for a great talk and some questions from the audience. Here are Ashley and Kevin. Well, um, thank you both for being here today. So Kevin is going to be our guest uh, host for the day, and we'll be at, um, interviewing Ashley to get a follow-up to her podcast episode. Uh, so welcome. If you haven't heard the, the Portrait System podcast before, we are... Um, normally hosted every Monday by Nikki Klosser that we have an ongoing episode every Monday. And then on Clubhouse, this is sort of like a bonus episode that we do. It's just a little bit more casual and just sort of open to um, having members of the photography community get together and have a chat. So um, yeah, welcome. Welcome. I'll let you two kick it off. Perfect. Thank you very much, Ella. So, for everyone, hi, my name is Kevin Conde. I am one of the moderators for the 12-Week Startup uh, over at the Sue Bryce Education Facebook group. Uh, today, I have the honor and pleasure of interviewing Miss Ashley Taylor-Henning. Ashley, welcome. How are you doing today? Thanks. I'm doing great, Kevin. It's so fun to be here. <laughs> That's great. I, uh, I, I thought, I was like, oh, she's in California. It's going to be wonderful. You know, beautiful day out, but I guess not, not as <laughs> Yeah, we're having like a weird gloomy day. Just, you know, one of the few ones we get here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> it'll, it'll rain like once from now until like October. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, um, listening to your podcast, you are episode six of the Portrait System podcast. Uh, and for those that are not, who are new to the Sue Bryce education and the Portrait System, if you can give them... Uh, a little bit of an explanation. Uh, let them know who you are. Yeah. So um, 
I used, well, my name is Ashley Taylor and I used to be a wedding photographer. Um, and that was a lot of what we talked about on the original podcast episode was my transition from starting in weddings, building up a very successful wedding business and getting burnt out. And in the process, um, discovering Sue, Sue Bryce, this was before she had Sue Bryce education, but she had other online education and, um, it changed my life. I saw it and I was immediately like, oh my gosh, this is what I want to do. But, um, and that overlapped with weddings. Um, and I, I built my studio where I found my studio and started renting it and built my business while I, um, was still shooting weddings. And it wasn't necessarily the intention at the beginning to quit weddings, but I just ended up falling more and more in love with the portrait side of my business, getting more burnt out on the wedding side. And then there was a period of time where I was really afraid because I, you know, felt like the weddings were secure money. And I wasn't really sure if there would be enough portrait clients out there for that to really be a full-time business. And I really just, you know, listened to Sue's education, implemented everything, and finally decided back in 20, like, mid-2015, which is the year I had my son, and then really 2016 was the year I transitioned completely out of weddings, took weddings off my website, stopped being a wedding photographer, haven't shot a wedding since, um, and it's really all because of um, Sue Bryce, and I, I love being a portrait photographer, so that's a little bit about my story. Awesome. Um, so, if I recall, you uh, recorded your episode uh, at the beginning of 2020, uh, yes. in February. And, uh, <laughs> oh, I think, yeah, I think it was like in January. It was way before there was ever like a notion that COVID would be a thing. <laughs> gotcha. So I, I was going to say, I was like, I'm just going to assume you've just been shooting away, happy client after happy client, nothing, you know, catastrophic or world changing has happened, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, when, when that podcast recorded, I really, I mean, was the most booked I'd ever been. I had a wait list. I was doing so many sessions a week. I, I mean, it, I was like overwhelmed in the best possible way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then I very distinctly remember the, the week that um, I was fully booked, you know, for months, like out. So when COVID happened, I was like, kind of in denial. I was like, no, no, I no. have shoots next week. <laughs> no, <laughs> what do you this, mean? Not me, right? This is everyone else. This is, this is East Coast. Yeah. That's all for them. Yeah, so <laughs> it was It was really, um, I remember even, I think before California officially shut down, I had a team photo shoot. Like I did a personal branding session for a whole office. So I had like multiple people coming into my studio and, um, no one was wearing masks back then because we didn't, you know, yeah. that wasn't a thing. And I remember someone coughed. And I just oh. remember, like Every, everything shut down. The record skipped. Yeah, oh, wait, like, wait, what? It's like, oh my gosh! I hope that we're all gonna survive this photo shoot. And then, and then I was supposed to be booked the next day, and I came home from that shoot, and I called the client, and I was like, I. I don't know what to do. I want to go forward with your shoot. I also want to be safe. How do you feel? And she was like, I don't, I don't know. I'm also kind of scared. And then, 
and then there was like you know all the NBA started shutting down and everything so uh yeah and then it went and then it went quiet for like mm, two months three months um so that was a wild ride (laughs) to to go through (laughs) as I'm sure it was for literally every photographer listening so what did what did you know Obviously, everyone's scared at the time. Everyone's everything's shutting down. What what is it that you tr- did? You transition over over anything? Did you just have savings that you were going off of? What what went through your mind during that time as you were having to stop? You know, all, and cancel all your shoots. Yeah. Well, I will just be really honest that I am very prone to anxiety and panic attacks. So, um, the first two weeks were not good. I was not like in a good mental place. I'm sure lots of people weren't. I really immediately went to, oh my God, I'm going to lose my studio. You know, like I really went to the darkest, none of those things happened. Thank God. But, um, I went to like the darkest worst case scenarios. I watched, like I binge watched TV in bed. I didn't get out of bed. (laughs) Like it was, it was not great. Um, and then eventually, you know, it, it seemed longer in the time, but then when I like look back at my Facebook memories and my journals, it was really like maybe two weeks, which isn't that bad. I feel like when the world's falling apart to only fall apart for two weeks, um, I started realizing like, hey, Ashley, you were so wonderfully busy and booked, but you were also so overwhelmed that like I couldn't when I was so busy, like I, there were so many things on my to do list. Like I wanted to start a YouTube channel. I wanted to just all these things, all these projects, blog posts, um, that I just would be like, well, I don't have time for that. Like, I know that that would be a great thing to do long-term strategy for my business, but I just don't have time right now. So I ended up pivoting and really focusing on all those things in my business that were the nice to work on things that I never really felt like I truly had time to work on. I'm like, well, I guess Ah. now I have the gift of time to work on these things. So, um, actually, that really helped me because it made me see that I could still invest, not invest money, but like invest time in my business to grow my business, even when things were slow. And even though I didn't know when they'd go back and it was a blessing that I was so fully booked beforehand because I had all these shoots that hadn't had reveals yet. I had been scared to have the sales session or the reveal session because I thought who's going to want to buy their pictures right now. But um, by the time mid-April rolled around, which again, the shutdown, I think, happened mid-March. So in the time, it felt like a really long time. But now looking back on it, really wasn't that long of a time. Um, By mid-April, people were like, I want to see my pictures. I still want to buy them. I'll set up a payment plan. And I was able to sell like everything I didn't end up having. I mean, I when I had the panic attack, I assumed that. I would get no sale on all those. You know what I mean? Like I just really assumed the absolute worst. So, um, guys, don't be me. Don't always assume the worst situation. Uh, that's something I always have to remind myself because that is just like a bad habit of mine is to always, um, always assume the absolute worst of things. And usually, usually it's really not that bad, you know? Mm. Now when, when, you, you said you were able to start doing these sales. Were you doing these like in in person outside? Oh, on Zoom. On Zoom. Which um, is funny because I now, well, I, I used to do session reveal ordering sessions on Zoom before anyways. Um, 
because I have a lot of, I'm in Santa Barbara for people who don't know, like California geography, it's about two hours North of Los Angeles. Um, I do get, I'm from Los Angeles originally. I do get quite a lot of Los Angeles people who they want to work with me. So they're very happy to come up, have a photo shoot in Santa Barbara, enjoy the beach, enjoy all the beautiful things to do up here. Um, but they don't necessarily want to come up for their reveal as well. (laughs) (laughs) Um, LA traffic being what it is. So, um, zoom reveals were something that wasn't new to me. It was already a part of my business. It wasn't something that was the norm, but it was also something I felt comfortable with. So, um, that wasn't really an issue for me to just start implementing that. And actually I think that now it may, you know, I'll have to see how my clients feel about it, but it may be something that I continue doing because, Um, one thing I really realized is like just time boundaries and there's no traffic in Santa Barbara. Thank goodness. And my studio is really only 10, 15 minutes away from my house, but it's still a lot of time to like travel back and forth. Like I have the shoot, I have the reveal. I also don't have, um, I don't pay for internet at my studio because it's really, it's small. If, um, if anyone's seen Sue did a studio tour of my studio, I'm in a slightly bigger studio down the hall, but it's still very small. It's like 400, maybe 25 square feet, 450 square feet. Um, so oh, I don't really have room for a computer or editing or anything like that there. So I don't pay for, for internet. So if I have a photo shoot and then I have a reveal later that day, I'm usually like kind of killing time and there's not a lot of productive things I can do, but there's not enough time to drive home. And then I was spending money going to coffee shops just to use their internet. Wasn't really like the best use of my time is all I'm trying to say. So mm. um, I like the idea of continuing with the Zoom sessions because it hasn't affected my sales average at all. And having dedicated like work from home days where I do my editing, I do my reveals, I do my admin office emails, all that stuff, and then dedicated like studio days. Um, and if if someone really wants to do an in-person reveal after COVID, that's fine. But I'm not like, oh, I need to do it that way. Anymore. I'm not like attached to it. And it's still in-person. Like, it's not yeah. like I'm giving them an online gallery. Online I'm gallery, still, yeah. yeah, I'm still face-to-face with them. It's the exact same process. It, I just mean like in-person uh, where I could like touch their hand, not like over <laughs> Zoom, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, so that's so- how I... I pivoted. What, what, an, what an awesome platform that all of a sudden just, you know, you didn't before COVID, you didn't hear about Zoom as much. But then all of a sudden, you know, everybody's, you know, <laughs> working from home and they're having their meetings and just boom, there's something, something is available just to make it easier. Yeah, exactly. So you're, if, if you can, Zoom, Zoom sales, just 100% if the clients allow you to? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I could change my mind. I could, you know, you never know what the future yeah. holds. But um, but as of right now, like, I really at least like that idea. Um, they're really easy. Like, they usually take thir- 30 minutes when I'm on Zoom. Sometimes when they're in person, they're, they're longer. Not because the person takes longer to make the decision, but because we just get, like, chatty or, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I, just, I just feel like... Um, I'm, I manage my time a lot better when it's on Zoom. They've, they seem like they have other appointments that they have to get to. Um, if, it was, if it was affecting my sales average, it would be a different of conversation. Course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but no, but it hasn't. So I think, you know, I have it down to a 
good routine and mm. um the picture i always say this but the sales actually to me happened so much before the in-person reveal session and that's really something sue teaches in the um sales the sales intensive if anyone out here hasn't watched it and you're here for free week oh my gosh take the weekend before free week expires go watch the sales intensive it's like it's quite a few hours long because it was a multi-day workshop but it's the best um and sue really teaches in that that the sale is so much made in all the things leading up to the reveal the reveal is just showing the people the pictures and they just get to decide which ones they like um but if you've done your work in educating them on the prices and also listening to them on what they wanted and actually taking the images that are what they wanted the sales session's kind of like done you know like it's it's kind of baked <laughs> like you know um like if you put all the ingredients in the bowl you mixed it together you put it in the oven like boom end result it's probably gonna come out pretty tasty right so yeah. <laughs> that's how i feel about the the reveal is that um it's it's probably gonna go pretty well as long as they like the images and i did everything that i was supposed to do leading up to that and that's kind of held up regardless of if it's on zoom if it's in person, like face-to-face in person in the same room with them. Um, I, I don't personally see a difference in my sales average. Well, that that's good. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I, I will say like if someone's just starting out and listening to this, that might not have been the case for me like back in 2016. I think confidence and experience and having done it a lot of times by now um, make, makes it go well for me if that makes sense so that's why I would say to really watch the sales intensive for anyone who hasn't because Sue gives you all the words she gives you exactly what to say exactly what to do it's such an amazing um it's such an amazing class and in just the practice so if you're listening to this and you're like oh I'm going to switch to all zoom too but you're not that comfortable with the whole concept of in-person reveal like maybe maybe you're not ready to do that but it it is possible when you feel really confident and comfortable in doing implementing what Sue teaches. So continuing with the obviously the biggest factor that's affecting us as photographers. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> with Cody, uh, uh, how has like your networking and your marketing changed in a 2020, 2021 COVID world? Yeah. Um, to be honest, like I've, just, like, are you even able to market right now? Or, or? Yeah. <laughs> so, well, I, I was in a networking group. The networking group kind of took a break. Um, we were doing Zoom, but it just got like, I don't know. It's, it's, they are like Zoom networking works, but I think also people are starting to have Zoom fatigue, especially like people ah. who um, are, are, because most of the people in my networking group, like obviously aren't photographers and have more very serious jobs, like being lawyers and, accountants and you know mm. <laughs> serious jobs so um I think for them like their life has been zoom 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 and um they're trying to be more you know they're zoomed out essentially so um so my networking group took a little bit of or is taking a little bit of a break and they're hoping to you know uh when everyone is more vaccinated, which it seems like it's getting hopefully close to being, 
and things can be more in person to going back in person. Um, so what I've really been doing is focusing on online marketing, like marketing myself on Instagram, catching up on my blog because, um, blogging is so good for SEO. I've been seeing my Google inquiries just really raise in this last, um, since really the pandemic, well, like since maybe six months after the pandemic started, um, most people are finding me on Google and I get like lots of inquiries, which wasn't something that was happening before. Um, I mean, not to say it wasn't happening at all, but like it's happening much higher rates. And um, I definitely think SEO and all that stuff, it's not, it's not something that you can do today and expect to get an inquiry tomorrow. But it's just that reminder of like, I do think the things that I started to do when the pandemic first hit and I was like, okay, let me slow down and do all these little like grow things that I know won't pay off tomorrow, but will pay off down the line are starting to pay off. Um, so that's really um, through Instagram and, and online marketing and that kind of stuff. That's really how I've been uh, focusing my time. And I've also been marketing more personal branding um, just because I've noticed that there's a lot of demand for that right now with so many businesses also going online and needing pictures. Like I feel like businesses are really starting to see the value of that. Um, and I really like shooting personal branding and they pay, they pay just as well. They, they're, they're fast. Um, they're not as creative, you know, there's not necessarily tool and sequins and all the pretties in that (laughs) sense in my personal brand shoots. But um, Isn't that the most funnest one to shoot, though? You know, the tool and the makeup. It is. I'm not gonna lie. Like, and say that I missed that. So I'm just saying that uh, that there's also something nice about being like, okay, I know what I have to accomplish on this shoot. I hear them. They're looking for these things. They're actually kind of simple for me to achieve, but for them, it's like uh, a revelation to have a really beautiful picture of themselves because that's something that I hear over and over again from the people who are coming to me for personal branding is um, I hate having my picture. I mean, I guess we hear that for glamour shoots too, but I hate having my picture taken, but I really need this for my, my work. I understand now with COVID, my online presence is super important, but I like really don't want to be embarrassed of how I look in these pictures. I don't want it to be this whole painful thing, um, but I really want to look like myself. I don't want to look overly glam. Um, and it's really really rewarding for me to be able to deliver that for people and for them to uh, have a really positive experience being photographed and and get those pictures to show their business. And um, and I feel like I get a lot of referrals from that because they, they know other business owners who need um, headshots and branding photos right now. So I've been really happy doing it. It's they're like they're kind of quicker sessions because usually they need less makeup. So the makeup takes less time. They need not as, you know, not as glamorous hair. So the hair takes less time, not as many outfits. I mean, they still change outfits, but they're like kind of quick outfits. I don't know. It's just, it seems like it goes faster. It's like more efficient, makes the same amount of money. (laughs) So I like it. (laughs) So when someone comes in, are you like more kind of pushing them towards that just because, you know, you know, you know how important it is for an online presence uh, or are you still trying to be like, oh, let's go ahead and and push them more towards the glam or, you know? No. Um, so usually what happens is they, they come through a lot of times my website. They say they found me through Google. They, you know, I have like a form where they can choose, like, mm. check if you're what you're interested in. 
And most of the time they're choosing, like they're telling me they're interested in business. So I know going in based on what they wrote to me when I call them and when I set up that call that they're probably a personal brand shoot or they have identified themselves as a personal brand shoot. And then, um, and then, so I just go with that and I just ask them questions. What are you looking for? You know, I do say, you know, you're going to have your hair and makeup done. Do you want to add all on all this other stuff? A lot of them are like, no, not right now. But what's cool is that um, many of the clients and it hasn't all just because, you know, a lot of these people I've just shot in the last like six months or so. So it hasn't all come through. But um, a lot of them say like, well, these are the best pictures I ever have seen of myself. I will be coming back to you for family portraits or I will be coming back to you for X, Y, Z. I still have like all my studio samples with all my other work. So they're very aware that once they come in for the personal branding shoot, there are other opportunities to be photographed. And now that I've shown them that, hey, it's actually pretty fun to get photographed by me and I do make you look fabulous, they're they're already talking about the next time. Um, so that gives me a lot of hope that um, that soon, you know, things will be super busy again. So, so when people come to you and they're they're saying, what, what, what is your response to someone that tells you, you know what, I only want a, a single headshot. I'm not going to buy anything more. They have no need for anything else. Um, yeah. So, well, I have a minimum package for personal branding that has three images in it. So that's really like, that's the minimum if they want hair and makeup because, and I just am really direct, like my hair and makeup cost me money <laughs> to provide that for you. <laughs> and it's a lot of time. Um, but you know, and then I say three images really, you know, think about it. You probably want, um, a nice horizontal image for your website banner. Um, you probably need a vertical, um, you know, portrait style image for about pictures and you might want like a variety of, um, maybe a more formal business outfit and something maybe a little bit more casual and relaxed. And they're like, Oh yeah, yeah, I think three images sounds good, but that's just, I always tell them, and then you can upgrade and they're like, Oh, I won't be doing, I don't think I'm <laughs> going to be doing that. And I'm like, okay. And then we'll I see. show them their images. <laughs> I'm like, I said, they almost always upgrade. So, um, I know with the minimum that I'm still in profit mode, but, um, I do upgrade, you know, people, a lot of times, I think it's the same thing with portrait, right? Like with a glam shoot, like people just have a hard time imagining that they're going to like a bunch of images. But again, if you listen to them and you give them exactly what they're looking for and a great experience, and that's why that, the, I always do, even with personal branding um, clients, a wardrobe design, your shoot consultation, because I really think that's where the sales made because that's where they're telling you, hey, these are the images that I want. Like, if you can do this for me, I'm probably going to be buying. You know, they don't say it in those words, but mm -hmm. that's really what's being said. Like, if you can, if you can make me look like this, then yeah, that yeah, then I'll buy them. But I think it's hard for like, I mean, even me, like, it's hard for me to believe that someone can make me always look the way that I want to, you know, I think it's yeah. just hard to sometimes imagine, like, is this person really going to deliver? Like, I don't want to spend $2,500 if you're not really going to deliver great images. But if you do, <laughs> we can talk about that. But, but, but are they selling you in the exact same way of uh, the way Sue says is, oh, you don't have to buy anything if you don't even want to, you know? Yeah, I mean, so yeah. with the brand... <laughs> 
branding, I have the minimum, obviously. So they do have to buy that. But mm. um, but I'm like, come on, you're going to like three pictures out of <laughs> exactly. all the pictures that I shoot of you. And they're like, yeah, OK, probably. <laughs> probably I'm going to like three. But they're like, not sure if they're going to like eight or, you know, mm. 15 or 25. Um, that's my personal branding packages. Um, but well, oh my a lot of times they do. So <laughs> this has just been such a wonderful follow-up conversation. I just want to do a quick reset of the room just because okay, we're, yeah. we're about at our halfway point. So if you've just been tuning in, we are uh, having a little uh, check-in visit with Ashley Taylor, who's been a previous guest on the Portrait System podcast. When her episode was recorded, it was actually right before the pandemic hit. So it's been really cool to hear how she's been navigating the, the pandemic um, ever since then. And we also, you know, we want to open up the stage to questions. So if you have a question, all you have to do is raise your hand. Um, if you're new to the platform, all you have to do is click that little button that has the, that shows a palm. And that will let me know that you want to come on stage and ask a question. And Christina here has been uh, patiently waiting to add something to our conversation. So Christina, if you want to go ahead and ask your question. Hi, thank you. Um, I actually I had a question for Ashley going back to the Zoom uh, reveals. I've yet to do one. I'm, I, I've used Zoom, but I've never hosted a Zoom. So I'm, I'm still I'm going to navigate and figure out my way through that. But my question is, do you ask the clients to make any kind of adjustments to their screen, like turn it down a little? Because I mean, if it's on full bright you know, power, is that going to distort your colors? I mean, is there any kind of tips that you give them or just here, here's the pictures and they don't really notice. <laughs> um, hey, Christina. So yeah, I don't really give them any tips other than I, I do ask that they don't do it on their phone. Um, or even like a mini iPad, I say like, please get on the biggest screen that is that you have. Um, I will say a lot of my clients are over 50. So I know from shoots a lot of them wear reading glasses and stuff and so like a small screen is not really I want them to be able to see I don't want it to be a blurry situation um, <laughs> but I've never asked people to adjust their screen um it hasn't been an issue so I think it's okay <laughs> I think people you know like regular people aren't as um like, I don't know. I don't think tech savvy is the right word, but they don't necessarily look at things the way we look at it as photographers. I think they're just looking to see, like, do they look good in this photo? And, um, it, and it, like, that should be pretty clear no matter how their screen is set. Um, I, yeah, I've never had the only issues I've had are like a bad connect. Like, you know, sometimes Zoom is weird and you have a bad connection. Um, if that happens, we usually log out and log back in. Um, and uh, the one thing I tell them before is make sure that you're on a big screen. I want you to be able to see everything clearly. And when I start sharing my screen with them, I always ask, like, are you able to see this? Can you see it clearly? Um, and they're always like, oh, yeah, I can see your screen. Um, so I hope I hope that answers it. Yeah, no, that's that's great. I, I did one in person uh, 
before and I put it up on like my, I have like a 65 inch screen oh, yeah. TV and that was oh, not calibrated. Uh, <laughs> and so when I put it up there, I was like, uh Oh, this doesn't look right. Uh, <laughs> so I just wanted to make sure like on a computer, maybe, and maybe it's not as bad because it's not as huge. I, I don't know, but thank you. Yeah, no worries. Yeah. I mean, maybe cause it's not as huge. Um, but yeah, I haven't, I haven't ever had anyone have have an issue I mean I think if they can see it just like websites and photos on websites correctly then they should be able to see my images correctly but that's like now I'm going to be thinking about that because I really <laughs> hadn't given it that much thought before to be honest <laughs> that's a good thing to consider and you know Christina um I don't know if you are a member of Super Ice Education but Sue did do a video on the Zoom consultation and there's a uh, an accompanying PDF that has a lot of great information in it. So uh, another thing that we suggest to you is just if you haven't done any yet, that you you find someone that is willing to just practice with you. Um, so, you know, like in our 90-day challenge, um, that's one of the things that we do is we encourage people having like accountability partners and, you know, trying things out like that just to get the practice in. Yeah, absolutely. I actually am a, a member and uh, did just do the 90 days and have a, a, my next door neighbor. I said, hey, look, I got to practice with you. So I've got that set up. We just haven't done it yet. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Well, I hope you're coming to our, our wrap Zoom tonight. That might be a place where you could practice. Yeah, I, I can't make it tonight, unfortunately. Oh. But I know. So bummed. <laughs> but, oh, my goodness. Well, Hey, you know, there's always the next one. The next one starts yeah. on the 10th, and you can come back, and we'll do it all over again. Sounds good. And, and you'll learn different things that round. That's the thing I love about this program is every every round, there's there's just something new that comes through that's really valuable. So. Oh, absolutely. I did the first one. I, I first found um, SBE and, and photography, really, in April. I was like, well, pandemic, everything shut down. Might as well dive into some new kind of project. And it's really grown from there. So I did the first 90 day back then, just did the second 90 day. And you're absolutely right. I learned something more every like, every single time, you know, every even video, I've rewatched a video and I'm like, oh, I must have missed that the first time. And it's, it's amazing. So well, it's also cool too, because like, as you grow, and I'm sure everyone on the stage knows, probably everyone in this room knows that as you grow, you can go back and you can find things that, that help you where you're at now. You know, so it's, it just keeps going like that, which is really cool. So, yeah. Perfect. Um, so, Ashley, I told you that I was one of the moderators for the 90-day uh, challenge, a uh, 12-week startup. Uh, yes. And I, I want to do those folks, you know, bring value to them as well. I, so I want to ask you, um, when you – I want to see what it was that you did, what you had available to you when you went from uh, weddings to – uh, your portrait studio did you have like a closet full of gowns you know makeup artists left and right or, or what, <laughs> what did you have available well um so doing weddings one good thing about that is you do meet a lot of hair and makeup people especially because as a photographer um well, you know all brides almost all brides do hire a hair and makeup artist and then as a photographer you show up um early typically for the uh getting what they're called the getting ready photos and usually hair and makeup is just wrapping up so you do end up meeting a lot of hair and makeup artists that way um and also if you're just a 
portrait photographer, you don't want to get into weddings, but you're, you are struggling to meet hair and makeup artists, I would still look for the wedding networking groups because mm-hmm. I was also involved in those and all the hair and makeup artists go to those as well. So um, finding a hair and makeup artist was was not my challenge. <laughs> um, and in fact, I, I owe a lot, even though we no longer work together to the very first hair and makeup artist um, that I worked with in the sense that um, we actually shared my first studio. Mm. So, um, when Sue came and did the studio tour of that first studio, she, um, maybe six months prior had decided to go a different way. It wasn't really working out for her the way she thought, but originally she wanted a space to do bridal hair and makeup trials that wasn't in her home. I wanted the studio for, uh, you know, for doing the portraits, um, we, she actually found the space off Craigslist. It at the time was incredibly cheap. Oh boy, has that rent gone up, <laughs> um, yeah. but it was, I think $750, which is significantly Almost? less than I pay. Yes. Not, it is not that now at all. Not, not even close, but, yeah. um, at the that time it was. <laughs> yeah, 750, uh, you know, this is back in 2013, um, at the time, in as is condition, the carpet was a hot mess, had stains all over it. Mm. Um, but, you know, it. and if you've seen the studio tour, it is a very, very, very small space. It was like 300 square feet, but it was perfect. It was all I needed, and she paid half the rent. So I was only out 375. Um, so that was what helped me feel very safe in taking that risk. Um, because, you know, now I pay, like I said, significantly, significantly more. Um, and at the time, I don't think that I would have looked at the rent that I'm paying now and said, oh, yeah, I'm just going to take a That's gamble easy. and pay that every month. <laughs> um, but uh, 375 at the time was was very like a no brainer um, price. Um, so I did that that was something that, you know, manifested itself that really helped me take the leap. But before I had the studio, I was working out of my house. Um, like many people, I know Nikki started in her house. I believe Bethany talks about starting in her house. Um, so and for, and for people who are new, uh, those are mentors of the, uh, yes, the, yes. The, <laughs> the education. Yeah. So. Sorry. Um, no, so, no um, I, only didn't want to keep shooting in my house just because I have two cats and sometimes people are allergic to cats. Um, they mm-hmm. also really liked to be in the photos and I don't think people were paying like $1,500 on my cats in the photos. With I, I, trust me, I completely understand. I have my own rescues here that uh, they're a handful and I can only imagine. It's like <laughs> yeah. I, I have mine too and and honestly, if someone else's cat came up to me when I was getting my picture taken, I'd probably say, ooh, yeah, sure, I'm down. I, like I know, that. I was going to say, it might be a value <laughs> add for some people to have my adorable cats in their Totally. <laughs> but, um, is um, all of a sudden, like, 20 or 30 of the pictures have your, your cat in <laughs> And they're like, yeah, I'll take that picture. Like, what are you <laughs> <Yeah>. doing? <laughs> so, um, yeah, but so that was why, like, ultimately, I... I, um, you know, was like, okay, it's nice working from home in some ways, but I would like to separate this and not um, have all my gear in my house and not have people coming over to my house and not have to worry about 
the house being spotlessly clean and, mm. you know, the cats behaving and all that. Um, but I just wanted to say that I did start in my house because um, there is a way for for anyone if you want to do this. I mean, if you're that dedicated, what can you make happen for yourself? You know, like I was willing to do it in my house if that's what it took before I had enough clients to feel like I could even pay, you know, 375 seems like a very low number to me now. Mm. Um, and it obviously felt very attainable when it happened, but, um, I was willing to work into my house till I found that perfect place to take that next leap. Um, so, I, I had, like, I think the nice thing about starting with weddings was I had photography skills in the sense that, like, weddings are kind of like, I feel like photography boot camp, they put you in so many on the spot situations, you learn how to really handle lighting, you learn how to really handle posing people, um, Mm. and then, and then watching Sue's videos, learning how she posed, I would do that at weddings with brides, um, I obviously couldn't do like the oh. wall poses or the apple box poses, but I would take um, everything that I was watching in her videos. I would take it to my weddings. Um, so I was using her stuff to elevate my wedding work at the time. And um, yeah, I didn't have gowns um, at all when I started. I just had my house and my camera and my hair and makeup artist that I was working with and a lot of ambition and drive and passion for it. And then I had like the confidence and the feeling that um, like fate was happening when I found, or when I didn't find, when the hair and makeup artist found that studio and was ready to take the leap with me, I was like, yes, I'm, I'm in for this. So sometimes what it starts with is just believing in yourself. Mm, That's awesome. Um, so who kept, did they keep the studio or did you keep the studio? No, I kept the studio. So she, she just ended up, um, like, I, don't, I just think it wasn't a really good financial fit actually to like, she didn't, I, oh, gotcha, gotcha. I don't want to get into it, but like, to, you know, having all the, the trials, like, I guess, you know, with the amount you get paid for trials, it maybe didn't mm. like, even though 375 was low for me for a photo shoot, it's not, you don't make or for a $1,500 artist. average sales off bridal trials, which was the reason that she, um, had wanted the space. So, um, it ended up being that I took over the lease and, um, it was actually perfect timing because I was really wanting to like, get more creative with the space and change some things about the space and have like more control over like the studio and not have to share it, not have to check everything with somebody else. So it actually was really perfect timing. And I remember talking to Sue when it happened um, because I said like, I think that even though it wasn't a great like and we didn't end it the best on the best terms when things ended I was like I feel like I manifested this in some ways because like I really wanted the I really wanted the control over my space and I I was afraid to admit that to myself and she was like yeah you've been want you've been wanting to take this step like you've been wanting to take it to the next level you've been wanting to not like feel confined by anyone um and like sometimes things happen and they're hard and you wish that you had maybe handled it with more grace or things had been more amicable mm. or anything like that. But 
but I mean, she's well, I'm well, everything's well. <laughs> so, that's, that's, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, seven, even then, by yourself, seven fifty in California. Oof, that's a hell of a, I, well, a, hell of a price. I, <laughs> I think by that time the rent, the rent. So the place I'm at, I don't know if this is normal for like other places, but it's like in the lease that the rent goes up a certain percentage every year, and I've even on a multi-year lease and I've tried to like negotiate out of that. And they're like, no, 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 that is not being negotiated out of this. So yeah, you know um, how much we can get for this. Yeah. yeah, no, so that's, not, it was, that's not happening. <laughs> it was probably just like one, one, one year or maybe two years at that sweet, sweet price. And oh, yeah. yeah. And then it's gone up very, very significantly since then. So <laughs> no one thinks that I'm just being 750 in rent. <laughs> I really wish I was, but that is not the that case. Super sweet, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think by the time she left, it was already like up to maybe 900. And, oh, it I mean, still isn't which, bad, but nevertheless. It still isn't bad, but it, <laughs> from going from like paying half of 900 to paying all of the 900, that was a little bit of a like, oh, things are getting serious. <laughs> like, <laughs> I need to, I need to get really stuff up my game here. So, um, that, that helped me get out of my, um, safety net and really pushed myself to get more bookings yeah. as well too when that happened that, that that that's awesome that it helped move helped you move forward um so i've known we within the 12-week startup we've noticed that a lot of people get um kind of hung up on pricing and being able to b- build a pricing list and they feel like um uh they, they can't do it uh, what was what was your experience as you were you know going from wedding pricing to, over to portrait pricing? Um, yeah. Was, yeah. It, was it what, was it a roadblock for you? Was it were, oh easy simple? I'm just gonna switch right on over to the standard two price pricing. So I had been shooting boudoir, which I know is like Sue does not like that word sometimes, <laughs> <laughs> but that is what I was shooting. In addition to before I discovered Sue. Um, in addition to weddings, because a lot of my brides were asking me. And, mm. uh, you know, at first I had started at embarrassingly $250 for the whole session, all your images on disc. Ay, ay, ay. Ay, ay, ay. And uh, before a I discovered A lot of people start Sue, there, so. Yeah. <laughs> so before I discovered Sue, I had discovered some other um, mentors along the way that in boudoir specifically that, you know, I... Uh, was familiar with the concept of an in-person sales session by the time I discovered Sue. And by the time I discovered Sue, I had gone and gotten my prices up to 1200 for an album um, of maybe 20 images. So uh, for some people that might seem like, oh, like you kind of already came in with a high average sale by the time, you know, by the time you discovered Sue. I certainly felt like, uh, I certainly felt proud of myself. <laughs> I met Sue in New York. I was like, I have an average sale of 1200 And she's like, okay, <laughs> we, we can get you higher than that. Calm down. Um, so, like, I came in with, again, that confidence. But I did really hit a roadblock in the idea that, because that was for a whole album of 20 images. Um, I really did hit a roadblock in the thought that, you know, this could be $3,000 or this album or um, a portfolio of six images is 1200 um so yeah i think the portraits were still even though i was 
I had grown from 250 to 1200. I was very sitting pretty at that 1200 and very comfortable there. And really when you do the math on what it costs for the hair makeup artist and I outsource my retouching and even the cheap studio at the time, there's really not a ton left. And the cost of the album, there's really not a ton left after. You know, it really does, the costs, the costs really do go quick. Um, so I did start evaluating that and that's when I was like, okay, I really get why Sue is, you know, pushing me to get my average up and to really, you know, get more confidence talking about my pricing. And it wasn't like every single price raise was a roadblock. You know, it's, Mm. it's scary. Every time you, you raise your prices, um, seeing them out loud again and thinking, Oh my gosh, they're going to think I'm way too expensive. (laughs) So something everybody, everybody ends up going through. I, you know, (laughs) yeah, I think no matter what, like there's always going to be a next level to go, go up. And even Mm. if you've done all the other levels, the next level is still a level up and it's still going to require you to do the same work all over again and get confident in yourself all over again. Um, But the good news is if you've made it this far, you can probably keep going. Keep going. Yeah. So on uh, your episode of the, on the portrait system, uh, you had said uh, that you were going to raise your prices from where you were currently at, at the time. Have you? Yeah, I definitely did not do that. <laughs> be completely honest um yeah once COVID hit I was like oh no I'm not right <laughs> um so yes I'm scared too just to present that with uh, like everyone um and I am kind of waiting for things Normalcy. to just normalize a little bit I don't think I mean I could be completely wrong, um, but I don't personally feel comfortable raising my prices in the middle of like a global pandemic. That's still gets completely understandable. <laughs> that's still kind of happening. So um, yeah, so I it is a goal and it is something that I do hope to do. But let's be real, the pandemic did um, kind of put me back into my scary. Mm. <laughs> scaredy mode yeah well I'll wait till next year <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly 2022 sounds good <laughs> that's what I'm thinking I'll ask you that <laughs> yeah <laughs> see <laughs> I know right so uh, one thing I want to ask you is you are one of the mentors uh, for the supervised education uh, yeah. what one how did that happen and how did that go about and two, what does it mean for like someone that potentially joins uh, Sue Bryce Education uh, for you? Yeah. So, um, I mean, how it happened is, I guess, a little bit of luck meeting, being really involved and motivated and engaging in the community. Um, like, I, um, I talk about this in my podcast, but I, you know, discovered Sue on her first creative live was instant fangirl um I remember when she announced that she was going to do an in-person workshop for 10 people not on creative live just like a private workshop um I feel like I emailed her like the second it came out of her mouth asking for a spot because that's I mean that's how it was there wasn't an online booking thing it was email her to get a spot and I was hurry, hurry, hurry. refreshing my email like a psychopath <laughs> like, 
like, I just was like, please take my money and let me go. Please take my money and let me go. Um, and she was probably, she probably had so many emails. Oh my goodness. I can't imagine what like a logistical <laughs> struggle that must have been back then. Um, but I, I was just so excited to go. Um, and then after that, um, you know, I, there was a Facebook, it's a, I think it was a different Facebook group than the members only Facebook group that there is now, but there was a Facebook group. I got involved in the Facebook group and I just, I just kept, um, like sharing my wins and following her content. And when she started her own Subrace education, I was there cheering her on. She had another workshop. I was like, I'm in my life changed from the first one. I can't imagine how much it's going to change from the second one. And I just, you know, was always like, I want to help. I want to support. I want to give back to this community mm. because, because she's given me so much in all her education and inspiring me. And I don't think I would, I mean, I know I wouldn't be where I am without her education. It's so powerful. And that's why if anyone's watching from free week and hasn't signed up, I really, really encourage you to, because it's just, there's so much there. There's so much there to learn. Even if you're not a photographer, I feel like I could start uh, a totally different business with all the education that I've learned from SBE because she's really taught me how to build a business. Yes. She's mm. also taught me how to take beautiful, beautiful portraits, but she's also taught me how to build a business that, and that would apply to really any type of business. Um, so that's, I, and then I guess she, she you know, she noticed, she noticed I was being involved and, and was gracious enough to ask, ask me to support in that way. So, um, that's kind of how it happened. Um, <clears throat> or that is how it happened. Um, and I, um, what it means really is just that we're here to help answer questions in, in the Facebook group and in the community. And, um, we've been through this before and we just are here to help guide people through it. And, I know there are some people who um, feel like they need one-on-one -on -one support like beyond Sue Bryce education and, you know, we're available for that too. But I always tell people to go back to, to her videos because her videos are the foundation for, for everything. And like um, Christina was just on and she, she said, I think what all of us who've been in the program for a long time feel like watch the video again because you're going to learn something new go through you know the 90 day challenge 12 week startup again you're going to learn something new um there's literally so much information that's, on SBE. That's, exactly, that's exactly how i feel it's like i've done the 12 week um a, a previous time before i became a moderator and i was like i've seen this video before i know i have because it's even checked off on the page and i'm all like I don't even remember that. That is such a good piece of information. Let me actually write that down this time. <laughs> yeah. I love it's, it. It's really amazing what Sue and um, the whole team has created. And it's it's really the most powerful photography resource, I think, on on the internet sky. <laughs> it's one of the most supportive communities that I've seen. It's like, obviously, I'm... I'm not in the stage where you, where a lot of the mentors are at. I'm still one of the people learning and trying to get my own business off the ground. And obviously when you're starting up, you go to other communities and you look at what they have available and just going through the Facebook, it's like, wow, everyone is there to help answer your questions. And there's no egos. Um, even the mentors, I, I, I've seen yourself. I've seen uh, Nikki Sarai. 
who are who are all mentors of uh, Sue Bryce Education, and I'm like, you you tag them, and you know, I'm not saying that they're they're gonna jump through hoops right away to answer your question, but it's like, wow, they're quick and they're helpful and they give insightful information, and that's just not the that's not just the mentors, that's everyone else that's involved. I'm like, yeah, this is this is a hell of a community, you know, this is something that. Uh, you, know, you know, I want to be a part of it. I want, I believe that they're able to provide me the information to help grow a business, you know? Yes. Yeah. Yep. I mean, like- well, I mean, I was just going to keep saying like, you know, as the customer success director, I mean, that's, that's what I live for is the community. And, and that's, you know, I've been with the team now for just over, well, just uh, two and a half years. And it's, it's my favorite thing. Like I genuinely find joy in my day, every day I work um, because of this community. Like, it's just, it's a really wonderful thing for me personally to be involved with that I've made a lot of great friendships you know in my time here and and I'm I, there's always something I can learn from Sue too even though I don't have a photography business you know Ashley you're absolutely right like I watch the videos I mean I'll, the self-value stuff alone just is mind-blowing and life-changing and I just I just I just love it here. So I just wanted to throw that in there. <laughs> yes. I was going to say the community is all like agree that the community is amazing. I'm always, um, I know that because of COVID we haven't had portrait masters live conference in a while, but, um, one of the things that I love about that too, in addition to the Facebook community is just seeing all the amazing people on the team and the people who attend the conference. Everyone has just the best energy and you really get the sense that like Sue has just created this magnificent, not just amount of content, but this magnificent, like, yes, there's no other word other than community, but right. group yep. of people, team that all support each other, that are all working at such a high level that um, it's it's really awesome inspiring I used to do you know as a high schooler and like kid I used to do theater and that kind of stuff and it's that same feeling you get at like uh with your cast you know where you're just like at the end of the show you're crying and you're hugging everyone I am am a theater person too I grew up working in theater oh my god I was a director nerd zone of SVE (laughs) oh my goodness we are in our element we're also huge cat fans too so we've got we're like (laughs) very very particular niche of SVE today (laughs) that's so funny but yeah and the other thing I was gonna say too is um also like Sue did this live I distinctly remember when COVID hit um you know she went on live to the members and she was talking us all through it and I will never forget that I was so thankful for the community then because like I said I was in a panic a real panic (laughs) and and hearing someone she was very real about everything she wasn't like some I get really annoyed with like inspirational figures who kind of like over positive everything like you know and like they don't get real with you and you they just are like if you believe I don't know I just I can't (laughs) when things are (laughs) positivity right yeah yeah but she wasn't like that in like she was very positive in a way that was like actually helpful Real. real yeah and she was very like honest like hey this is 
this is going to be hard. Buckle up. We are in something. I've never been through this before. I don't exactly have all the answers for you, but I've been through other crises, like other recessions. And I know that we always get out of it. And this is what you have to do. And this is what you have to be mindful of. And I just remember sitting on my computer that day and just being so, so, so thankful for the community for being a member, for her going on live and having that talk with us. And it's something that really carried me through it and helped me get out of the hot panic that I was in. So I do want to shout out to you and say thank you for that. And um, and knowing that whatever else happens, guys, if we have SVE, she's going to calm us down and get through it. And she's enabling us to like help others too. And I think that's, you know, that's it's, it's the gift that keeps giving. Well, we are just pretty much at our, the time is, is up, unfortunately, on this edition of the, the Clubhouse version of our podcast. Um, I just want to say thank you to Ashley and Kevin so much. You have just rocked this podcast. It has been an absolute delight to have you both here. Um, if you are not following Kevin and Ashley on Instagram and on their websites, please, please, Kevin, Ashley, tell us your all your socials real quick. I'm available at um, poplightphotography.com. Um, don't have my Instagram set up just yet. I'm just using my regular uh, Instagram account um, since I'm still trying to build it all up. So, But I'll have that all filled out sooner, uh, sooner rather than later for you. Okay, great. So you'll have that available on your website yes. soon then. Okay. And Ashley, your Instagram is connected to your profile, right? Yeah, my Instagram is connected to my profile. It's Ashley spelled A-S-H-L-E-I-G-H to be difficult, Taylor Portrait, <laughs> Ashley Taylor Portrait. Um, and that's also my my website and my the end of my Facebook page too. So it's facebook.com slash Ashley Taylor Portrait. And I'm trying to start a TikTok channel and a YouTube channel, but the, the handle wasn't available. But I think if you just Google me, you'll end up finding all the things. <laughs> so... Um, <laughs> Fantastic. Well, it looks like Heidi has a quick question here, so we'll let her... her Hello, sweeties. Hey, Heidi. Hello. Now, I just wanted to say that Kevin has not got his Insta, um, because I I always go in and see everybody's Insta, you know, but Kevin has not set it up, but he just told it himself. (laughs) Yeah, do that. We'll have that up. That was it. I'm still in the building phase. Oh, sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Kevin... You know, Clubhouse, let everyone know that you're new. Yes. (laughs) Eventually that will go away. I think it's like the first week and then they they think you're an expert on Clubhouse. So, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, this is, again, this has been a really fun episode. I appreciate you all so much for coming. Um, If you have any uh, questions for Kevin and Ashley that we didn't cover today and you're a member of SBE, you can always reach out to them in the um, members-only Facebook group that we have for SBE members, or you can reach out to them via their websites or Instagram. If you have any questions about SBE, you can always email me at support at supereyseducation.com. So um, we'll be here next Friday for our regularly scheduled uh, portrait system clubhouse and again thank you all for coming thank Thank you you. ashley's been a pleasure yeah it was amazing kevin thank you thanks again for listening today and don't forget you can listen to either me or our special guests every friday on clubhouse at 11 a.m pacific 
Thank you so much for listening to the Portrait System Podcast. Your five-star reviews really help us to continue what we do. So if you like listening, would you mind giving us a review wherever you listen? I also encourage you to head over to SueBriceEducation.com where you can find all of the education you need to be a successful photographer. There are over 1,000 on-demand educational videos on things like posing, lighting, styling, retouching, shooting, marketing, sales, business, and self-value. There's also the 90-day startup challenge plus so many downloads showing hundreds of different poses. We have to-do checklists for your business, lighting PDFs. I mean, truly everything to help make you a better photographer and to make you more money. Once again, that's SueBriceEducation.com. It's time for me to tell you about this episode's sponsor, Fujifilm North America. If you haven't experienced portraits and wedding scenes created on the large format GFX system digital camera sensor, you are missing out. Along with up to 102 megapixel resolution, you'll find rich colors and gorgeous in-camera looks. There's also AI-driven subject detection and 8 frames per second bursts inside the compact GFX100 digital camera. Hit the link in this episode's description to view the products. It's time to dream big in your creative process.